We have a wide variety of listeners at Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, but I think universally we've all been to the sort of local fair, would you say, um, like a, an amusement park, but not like a Canada's Wonderland, which I'm, of course... This is very specific to our where we're from. Yeah, to well, southern Nigeria. Yeah, okay. Or like a Disney World or a yeah. Darien Lake Six Flags type of deal. I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. So specifically in the Niagara region, you're talking Prudhams Landing. That's correct. Okay. So for those listeners who don't know about Prudhams Landing, it was a local attraction, but it wasn't a big time park. So it'd be it'd be almost like something you'd have on a traveling fair that would come through. But this was a permanent fixture. And it's I think it's it's gone now. And yeah. so we don't have those anymore. And I think a lot of those are gone. Yeah. But perhaps in your youth you'd you would have had something near your your house or near near your town that was like this. And for us you had Prudhams Landing that had bumper cars, bumper boats. It had a go-kart track, skeet ball. They had a wild maze as well. Yeah, and um, there was a water park. I think the some of the rides like the Tilt-A-Whirl and stuff like that yes. were all there. Yeah, there was a wave pool in that water yeah, park. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. But the Prudhams Landing part is the, the, the one that was in the water park, I, I think, if I'm correct. And that's where you could go roller skating and you'd hear a certain type of music playing. And today's song is a perfect example of the type of music you would hear at these summertime fun parks. Yeah, this is a Prudhom Landing song. Bad Boy by the Miami Sound Machine was a pretty significant hit for the band and at its time in 1986 in North America. Interestingly, it came out in 1985 in Europe. Oh, okay. Which, uh, yeah, because I always thought it was an 85 song. Yeah. That's everything I, I read was uh, was 85. But uh, okay, Europe in 85, uh, North America 86. Yeah, because it's the second single off of the Primitive Love album, which had that massive hit, Conga. Oh, that was a that was enormous. That was a big, big swing for them. Yeah. And that was their, their second album, right? Miami Sound Machine? That's correct. Yeah. Their second English album. Now, they yeah. had, I think, they might have had seven albums before that. But they were kind of a local sensation in Miami. They did Spanish-only music. And they were popular at weddings. And quinceañeras. My sister-in-law was trying to give me advice on how to pronounce these words. And they're kind of, you could see her kind of laughing to herself as we were trying to talk about Gloria Estefan. She's yeah. like, no, it's Gloria Estefan. Yeah, because she's, she's Est Guatemalan, Yeah, correct? so yeah. let me try that again. Estefan. No, I got, I'm sorry. You, you can't get the, the correct Spanish pronunciation. Yeah. History of the band. They weren't always called Miami Sound Machine. I'm not going to get this wrong, but I'm going to call them the Miami Latin Boys. Which was not their name. You got it in front of you there? No. Okay. I'm uh, looking it up now. Yeah, Miami Latin Boys. You're right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they had to change their name from the Miami Latin Boys 
Once they played at a wedding where two of the wedding guests got up and sang. And one was named Mercedes and the other was Gloria. And both sang so well at the wedding. Like they just open mic sang. They were guests oh, at the geez. wedding. Because of what they're able to pull off there, they ended up being invited into the band. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's like the best sort of like audition ever, right? Yeah. So Gloria, Maria, Milagroso, Fallardo, Garcia. And my apologies for awful pronunciation, but <laughs> that's uh, that was her full uh, birth name. And so she joined the band and then she ended up marrying Emilio Estevan. Who not was, Emilio Estevez. I know, and uh, she's not the daughter-in-law of Martin Sheen, but uh, but still significant nonetheless. So I'm looking this up a little bit more on uh, Miami Sound Machine, and uh, do you know who else was a former member? John Cicada. You're right. We talked about this in our very first episode yeah. because he sang on her, oh, the album... The album before her bus accident and the one after. But yeah, he, yeah. he co-wrote Coming Out of the Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, right, yeah. So Gloria Stefan has brought many great things to us, John Cicada being one of yeah. them. Yeah. Now, deep dive into the history of Gloria Stefan. I'll try not to go too far, but this is pretty interesting to me. She's from Cuba. She's born in Cuba. Yep. Parents fled because her father was, I think, a security guard for the president who was overthrown by castro oh okay and then he participated in the bay of pigs invasion oh really got arrested by his cousin oh put in jail for two years oh wow and so they're able to get gloria and her mother out that would be a really awkward family reunion or or like christmas time right (laughs) totally yeah so her father comes back and then he joins up and fights in the Vietnam War and apparently was fighting in some major, or at least he was a part of some CIA missions and stuff. Oh, wow. Got Agent Orange poisoning, multiple sclerosis, and then she had to care for him along with her mother. Her mother had a PhD in education, had to give all that up when she came over, and then had a battle her way to become a school teacher and also look after the ailing father. Gloria's doing the same. Gloria was taking her psychology degree while she was in this band and said she would only play in the Miami Sound Machine on weekends so she could do her schoolwork. Pretty crazy. And her father died in like 1980. So that's a, you know, some pretty tough things for her to go through right off the Well, top. absolutely, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's a bonkers history to her, to her family and, and, and her history. Holy cow. Yeah. I want to thank... One of our favorite writers, Tom Brehan, for this information. Oh, I thought you were going to think Wikipedia. <laughs> no, this one's Tom Brehan, Stereo Gum number one. Oh, okay. Let me just read one of the things he says here. Gloria said that she herself had been approached by a CIA recruiter while working at a Miami International Airport as a translator. All right, so there you now, go. I am looking at Gloria Estefan through a completely different lens right now. Yeah, she is incredible. And yeah. her voice is incredible. It's it's clean. It's pure. Yeah. It's really good, right? So we have picked a song from, their, as we said, their second English language album. This is not a song that really demonstrates the beauty of her voice. And it might not even be the most fun Miami Sound Machine or Gloria Stefan's song. Yep. But it is the one you're going to hear at Prudence Landing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is a 
Prudem's Landing song. This is 1986, 87, 88. This is a complete roller skating song. So I hope when you hear this episode and when you, you know, purchase the song, download the song, stream it, etc., that it brings you back to that place. A simpler time. That's right. And if you weren't alive at that time, that's okay. You can just see it through our eyes. Maybe you can remember what it was like for us to be in that time, right? Exactly. Just that's all what... awkward and weird. Oh, yeah. Wait a sec. Uh, Were these good times for us? I don't know. I feel like in Stranger Things, I'm going back in someone's head and then suddenly realizing I had edited a lot of things out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this song. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot lyrically to this song. No, it's... uh. She likes talking about the bad boy. Yeah, well, hey, well can I read the first couple uh, well, yeah. lines? Bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. Boys will be boys. Bad boy, bad boy. Boys will be boys. Bad boy, bad boy. Boys will be boys. I always get restless. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think the song's about, Frank? I think it's about bad boys. Okay, all right. Me too. However, my big question is this. What makes these boys bad? I'm not sure. So I'm I'm watching the videos and uh, there are two videos for this. And we'll we'll talk about this later. There's an official version and there's also one where it's, um, it's, Uh, it cuts off halfway through. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. And um, it it seems to be Gloria has an, uh, an obsession, not an obsession, but she's yearning for a bad boy. So She's kind of stalking, or or this is the, sorry, I shouldn't say stalking. This is the object of her affection. Yeah. It kind of takes the whole uh, object of, of my affection thing and turns it on its head a little bit, because it's almost always the guys talking about the girls, object of, of their affection. And then, you know, there's a lot of songs that come off as like really kind of creepy and stalkery and stuff like that. But uh, this is her wanting or liking a bad boy. Right. I mean, if we're talking about those videos, there's the one where the boy is definitely bad. He's just a rotten guy. And the other one, this cat, let's call him a cat. Yeah. He's, uh, he doesn't seem bad. He seems bad in the way that sometimes movies have bad boys. It's like, well, there's nothing bad about him except maybe they dress a certain way and they hang on the wrong side of town, but they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Well, are, sorry, are we talking about the cat video? Yeah, the cat video. The, yeah. The other guy was definitely doing things wrong. Well, he wasn't necessarily... He, he was He was more of a player than a bad guy, right? Yeah. Than a bad boy. Like, he had a bevy of girls around him, and then she was watching him through binoculars, and uh, let's be honest, being a little bit creepy that way. But th- also in that video, there's this nerdy guy who I assume at the end of the video, because we only, uh, I was only able to find half of the video, right? And it was on the Miami Sound Machine Vivo official. Oh, really? Come on, guys. Oh, Get me the full video. Yeah, honestly. A- unless there was like, maybe they cut it off because it wouldn't play well in today's society in, in, in the ending of it. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Even what I saw kind of crossed the line a, a couple of times. There's 
the the nerdy guy grabbed a Glory's oh, yeah. butt in the elevator. Yeah, uh, was like stalking her and 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 all of that, and it's just like okay, this is this is creepy. And the guy he had a the classic. He's a nerd. Because oh yeah, he's had got that nerd glasses. Look, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Waldo and Hot for Teacher or <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Tape yeah. on the glasses and that that whole look. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well. In the song itself, you only get a couple glimpses of what she likes about the bad boys. So I'll read it here. Verse one, the way you hold me tight, you get me so excited. You do me oh so right. My heart goes beat, 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 beat. I'm guessing he's uh, he's quite an amour. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. I'm getting from that uh, yeah. from that line. But that doesn't necessarily make him a bad boy. Right? Yeah, maybe it's like the Joni Mitchell. He loved me so naughty, it made me weak in the knees. Oh, okay. From the river, so they do talk about naughtiness in the chorus. You you naughty bad 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 boy. Yeah. Okay, so there is verse one. I'm just gonna jump right to verse two because that's yeah. the only other verse there is. And when he drives me home, I feel safe at night. You call me on the phone, it goes ring, 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 a ring, ring. And when he drives me home, I feel safe at night. You call me on the phone, it goes ring, 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 ring. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a bad boy at all. No, because he drives her home, and then he calls her on the phone. What's he calling to make sure she got home safe? Or maybe, like, check in, just like, hey, I got home okay. Like, right, everything, right. everything's cool, right? Yeah. That doesn't make him sound like a bad boy, but the chorus does a bit more so. Yeah. Because the line, boys will be boys, that is, like, like that, that classic sort of comment is just like, eh, it's a little, it's like, you can't, like, boys will be boys, like, that's not really an argument or, or an excuse anymore. Right. Like, maybe it could have been back in the 80s, but yeah, doesn't play anymore. But always get so restless. What's he restless of? And why is she accepting of his restlessness? Is he restless that, like, eh, maybe he's tired of me and he wants to go off for something else? Ooh. That's how I'm reading that. And and she's just like, he's a bad boy, just like, he's nothing but trouble. It just had me thinking, why would Gloria Stefan write this? And then I thought, wait. She didn't write it. No, she didn't. Yeah, three, she just sang it. Yeah, three dudes wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible that they would say these things. But but it's and it makes complete sense because like they're talking about how good he is to her. Yeah, you know, drives her home at night, makes makes her feel safe in his arms, calls her when at the end of the night and everything. Yeah. But also just like yeah, boys are gonna be boys and like yeah, that might be fine. But you know, when he's away from her, he's allowed to be restless. He's he's allowed to. Be nothing but trouble. Yeah, let's be honest about these guys. They're just playing fantasy football or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, right, bad boys. Um, I'm going to read to you a, um, a comment by JF from May 21st, 2007. Okay. I went to songmeanings.com or some site like that yep. just to get a little help. I didn't get much help. No, 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 neither did I. Except for JF, who wrote the following. Brace yourself. 
Before this song came out in 1986, women liked good, decent, nice guys. This song started what I would call the bad boy movement. (laughs) (laughs) Women picking bad boys over the decent men is the root cause of all family breakdown, moral decay, and social problems. In many ways, I would call this the most destructive song in pop music history. That is an incredibly bold claim. And I don't want to burst your bubble, JF, but... When we were going after bad boys long before this song came out, and they continue to do so. Yeah. When you were younger, did you ever go after a bad girl? Oh, no. I, w- I was far too shy to, to go after a bad girl. I liked bad girls. You like bad girls. I, I like right? girls with a bit of an edge. Yeah. So, it cuts both ways. Yeah. Another, uh, another uh, Gloria Stefan song. What's your favorite part of the song itself? It's uh, the same part in the verses and it's uh at the end of my heart goes beat 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 and then at the end of the second verses uh when he calls me on the phone it goes ring 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 a ling sorry ring a ring ring like that that's that is fun it's just a the sound of the song is so fun yeah yeah i like those horns yes i like those horns and so i think that kind of sets it apart a bit and i do like her vocal sort of combo that sounds like a machine i don't know if they have her through any sort of vocoder partially yeah or if it's just how they were able to blend her vocals but that boys will be boys yeah okay yeah, yeah. bad boys i like to believe in the purity of the song yeah and and music in general and i think that it's just her okay no filters no filters all right just like you yeah exactly uh, no we filter me quite heavily i think I went deep on this. I texted my siblings to ask them for help for determining songs you would hear at Prudence Landing. Oh, okay. So this is going to be part of my mixtape. Yep. So I'm going to throw down some songs you would have heard at, at Prudence, Prudence Landing. Landing. So I, I have this structured a very particular way, too. So the first three songs on my list, I actually think are within the same song texture verse as this okay and so there's elements of these three songs that you would find in this song or you confuse and they're all coming out around 1986-85 yep so they're all kind of hitting that same moment the first one is don't lose my number by phil collins okay which has of course my name in there well yeah billy billy don't you lose my number but it has that drum fill yeah yeah that you kind of hear in bad boy Okay. So it opens up with that drum fill, and you hear it kind of in the... Well, it's a Phil Collins style. Yeah, yeah. At least in my head. The next song is I'm So Excited by the Pointer Sisters. Okay. And there's a driving... Rhythm going on in there that you can also kind of hear in this song. Yeah, 
Next, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that one definitely sounds a lot like this. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing. So that's the earlier one, and I think they're kind of taking some cues from the. Taking their lead from uh, Sir, Sir Elton. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to songs that I know I heard at Prudence Landing. Okay. And so my choice is generally going to be songs that didn't reach number one. They may have, but they're kind of lesser known songs by the artist, but they're still pretty major. And they're still popular. Oh, my goodness. Well, the first one is Material Girl by Madonna. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one's a classic one we'd hear all the time. Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Wave. Oh, yeah. Cruel Summer, Bananarama. Yes, nice. Mary's Prayer, Danny Wilson. I always try to throw that one in where it's like this sort of curveball. It's like, what? But Mary's Prayer is like, I hear it everywhere. I go, my sister said, Huey Lewis in the News, if this is it. Oh, she yeah. always heard. And then my brother said, Celebration by Cool and the Gang and Hot, Hot, Hot by Buster Poindexter and his Banshees. And Oh, geez. <laughs> that's, do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be my... Prudence Landing mixtape. Okay. So my, my mixtape kind of went all over the place a bit. I'm thinking about songs about bad boys, about women who like bad boys, where the male is being objectified or where the, the male is being the object of, of, of affection and being sought after. So this is kind of a little bit all over the place. So I apologize for that. So Criminal by Britney Spears. Okay. Nasty. Janet Jackson came out the year after. That's a good Prudence Landing song. Yeah. Super Bass, Nicki Minaj. Okay. It's, it's about so- songs about celebrating guys, right? Okay. Or women yeah. who are just like, this is what I what I like in guys, and we're singing about it. Shump, Salt and Pepper, and then What a Man on Vogue. Okay. Now, What a Man, was he a bad man or is he a good man? I, no, and that that's the thing. It, it kind of like, changed and evolved as right. as it went along just because i i found such a hard time because i wanted to keep it in uh, a sp- specific sort of genre as much as i could right how difficult was it for you not to choose the theme from cops it was so difficult a little bit on the nose that yeah. one <laughs> or, or even bad guys by billy eilish yeah. right you could have gone leader of the pack well that's true yeah 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 does he die at the end yeah yeah, beefs it on his motorcycle. That's uh, that's a line from High Fidelity. Okay, okay good. Um, we said there were two videos for this. Yeah. You could argue there's actually three videos. Okay. Okay, so there's the one video that we only have half of. Yeah. Because we think Miami Sound Machine has tried to hide whatever happened at the end of that video. I don't want to accuse them of, of hiding. Like, why wouldn't they just try and scrub the entire video as opposed to just half? I... I like it's got to be out there. My interneting skills maybe aren't as good as I thought they were because I, I searched for the entire video. Yeah. I just couldn't find it. Did you go dark web? No, I've uh, I try to stay off the dark web as as much as I can. That second video, which yeah. is. Taken directly from Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. Yeah. So um, 
actually a uh, side note here, yep. and this is uh, something that is completely unverified and uh, might not be true at all, but my theory is that the songwriters pitched the idea of this song being in Cats. <laughs> 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 completely all right. unverified and yeah. made up right near here right now on, on the spot all right that's that's good that <laughs> might have helped cats i bet i mean it, cats was huge i remember being oh, yeah. huge yeah yeah and then now years later reading reviews uh not beloved andrew lloyd webber not beloved by critics no yeah phantom of the opera and cats apparently weren't the greatest things ever made oh really yeah i was told that they were yeah now well i saw phantom of the opera when I was when I was in grade eight, I think it was, and I remember girls in my class really crying because it was emotional. And I thought, just like, well, if it makes girls emotional and crying, it's got to be good, right? So I loved it. I, I thought it was good. I thought I it was kind know. of a bummer that uh, the Phantom didn't get the girl at the end. Wait, he didn't? Okay, which one did I see? The Freddy Krueger one? Oh, maybe. This is uh, way off, but a little yeah. trivia for you, because Frank and I have hosted trivia nights, and hopefully we'll do it again. I won't catch COVID this time. <laughs> the uh, who wrote Cats, or rather yet, we know who wrote Cats, but Cats was inspired by which writer? Like a famous author? Famous author wrote, I think, a book or a poem on Cats. Oh, I have no idea. Give you a hint. Okay, that's... T.S. Eliot. Oh, I thought, I thought I thought there was like a snake writer or something no, you were talking no. about. There you go. There's a bit of trivia for oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, T.S. Eliot. The Cats video has got a lot going on there. So it begins with a kind of a country club guy walking her home. Mm-hmm. She says she's going to go home by herself. Yeah, because he was like, do you want to come over? And he, she's like, no, not tonight. Right. That's right. So I, I think at the beginning you would assume that he's the bad boy, but the bad boy is really a cat. It did have this sense of a forbidden love there. Well, yeah, because they're cats. They're cats. And I don't even know what to make of that. I'm at a loss for words for what I experienced. You just have to check in the show notes. Needless to say, she has a tail at the end. Yeah, yeah, because she, so she leaves this dude and goes into an alley. Where there's all these cats, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like anth- anthropomorphized cats. So it's yeah. it's just dudes in cat costumes, yeah. basically, or, or face paint and all that other sort of fun stuff. Well, much like cats. And she's singing and dancing with them. And <laughs> what I love is there's there's a xylophone in the song, and but the xylophone is a giant fish. So, so they're playing the bones of the xylophone yeah. like it would be from a Tom and Jerry cartoon <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And then... The cops come, which is also a cat for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. And they chase everyone out. And then Gloria Stefan's just sitting there alone. And she walks out of the alley and she meets back up with the uh, country club dude. Which didn't make sense either because no. I thought he would be going home. I yeah. guess his house wasn't the cafe that they were standing at. Yeah. And now she's got a tail. Did she become a cat or she always was a cat? Well, but <laughs> the, the line is great that uh, he asks, is like, all right, level with me here. Are you seeing another guy? And she's like, well, not really, because she's seeing a cat, right? Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> they also hang out in front of the club called Meow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, man. Okay, so video number three. Okay. 
Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was on that soundtrack. Yeah, the entire song is the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. They do a a full music video of Steve Gutenberg making that mural, and you get to watch each of the characters have rendezvous with women. Yeah, yeah. Very 1980s, very much like, hey, guys, be safe, right? There's a a lot of different partners you're kind of passing around there. So, like... I guess, well, Three Men and a Baby took place in New York, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing they're they're all professionals, right? Like one's an architect, one's an artist, the other one's something else. I think he's a, a sports actor. writer. Oh, no, an actor. Yeah. Okay. But it's three dudes, and I'm guessing they're early 30s living together. Like professionals, successful professionals. Each of their rooms is like an entire house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Tom Selleck's an architect, and yeah. he built this especially, even though it was at the top floor of some sort of apartment building. Yeah. Oh, this drives me crazy. It's like in Michael Mann movies where they're always in front of really, really expensive windows. We're like, come on, on a cop salary? No way. <laughs> no way. In front of the water? You can't get oceanfront property yeah, like that. you can't afford triple glaze windows. No. Like, you got double glaze at best on a cop salary. Yeah. Unless you're a anthropomorphized cat, you or can get away with cop or a crooked cop. Oh, oh, do you think that the cop cat was crooked? Crooked cop cat? Most definitely, he would have been in the Untouchables, the yeah. cat version that I'll be making when with all the money I make off this podcast. Oh yeah, are we making a, a cat reboot of the Untouchables? Yeah, because that would be point. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what else do we? Where are we going here? Let's see. I'm going to do a callback for categories here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Derek Vienhoff said that he wanted us to think about when the song came out and what was happening in history at that moment. Okay. So when this song came out in... I was eight years old. You were eight years old. Well, so were you, I think. Yeah, yep. Challenger explodes in January of that year. So that was big. That was okay, probably so the first. Okay, so thanks for thing. taking this r- right <laughs> down. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I remember that so well. Oh well, yeah. But I also remember this. Halley's Comet came around oh, okay. in March, which is when this song really was kind of yeah. starting to move up the charts. And I remember it was cloudy the whole time in St. Catharines. I did an entire project on comets. Yeah. In anticipation of Halley's Comet, didn't see a single thing. Yeah. Until I was in university, coming home from a class and I looked up in the sky and saw a comet and i was like what there's a comet took all that time yeah well good things come to those who wait right yeah do you know what won best picture that year 86 yeah i guess for the 85 year but yeah oh um platoon came out in 86 didn't it yeah but it would have won the next year yeah 87 yeah so, let's see uh yeah well oh, wait, i'll it? tell you who's in it robert redford and meryl streep Oh, Three Men and a Baby. Out of Africa. Oh, I was close. Okay. Beat out the color purple. 11 nominations, zero wins. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Bombing Olivia in April. I know. Sorry. Why are you getting so dark? Roger Clemens. This is such a fun song. (laughs) No, Roger Clemens struck a whole bunch of people out. Oh, he struck out 23 in a game, didn't he, or something like that? Yeah, struck out 20 batters. Yeah. Yeah. And Can he even strike out 23? No, I guess he can't. May 25th of that year? Well, yeah. You can, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, okay. Go on in your math. Yeah, let me do my math here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. 27? You, you 27, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking 18. Okay. Yeah, they lost the game 11-0, but... They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these amazing strikes. Amazing strikes, yeah. though. 
the uh, May 16th, Top Gun came out. Oh, okay. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah there uh, we go. So there you go. Thanks, Derek, for history. You really brought us down there. Well, I realize yeah. they don't really say any nice things about history because even out of Africa depresses me. Yeah, history is depressing. Yeah. Name me one good thing that happened in history. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Okay. History's a downer. But bad boys. Oh. Bit of an upper, hey? Yes. <laughs> except except it, it single-handedly ruined families, according to that one yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, okay, so... Um, oh, yeah. What, what categories? Uh, well, let's talk about this. If Michael Bolton sings this... When would he be destroyed or destroy the world? Uh, no, uh, Michael Bolton can't sing this because he doesn't sing about bad boys. Okay. I was hoping that ring-a-ring-ring might do something. Yeah. I I mean, I guess Michael Bolton could sing about bad boys. I'm not trying to put him in a box or anything because uh, we all know that he's outside of every single box. Yeah. He's too big for boxes. Yeah. But I don't think he sings this song. Okay. All right. Let's go to another mainstay then. Okay. What happens if Celine Dion sings this song? Does it become totally unbelievable? It's much more dramatic. Yeah. Next one. What if Anne Murray sings this song? <laughs> Anne Murray. <laughs> I don't know. Can Anne Murray <laughs> sing it? Does Anne Murray know how to sing about bad boys? Not at all. Okay. Is there anyone who could cover this? Who can cover this? Um, well, this very obviously, I'm going to say Carly Rae Jepsen could cover this. Yeah, she'd do a good job. I think she'd do a great job. I was going to say Britney Spears would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I prefer Carly Rae Jepsen's yeah. version. Yeah. That she'd never made. Yeah. <laughs> Carly Rae, please sing a version of this song for me. Hallmark movie. I was I was thinking, if this is a Hallmark movie, it's about a bad boy who comes around and sees the error of his ways. Well, that's right? good. Yeah. But this song plays a very big part yeah. in, the, in, the, uh, in the movie. Okay, I like that. I like that. Small town bad boy. Yeah, small town Miami bad boy. Right. Oh, small town Miami. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like little Miami. I don't. Little I'm Miami. not sure where that yeah. is. But okay. It's a... This was also featured, most likely featured. I didn't get a chance to look it over. There was a musical called Get on Your Feet. Okay. Which is the story of Gloria Stefan. Oh, okay. And it has to do with her that bus accident oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. recovery and all that. But I assume yeah. Bad Boys shows up early. Well, probably early, yeah, yeah early uh, career stuff. Should we talk about uh, the the song by Mace? Does he have a song using bad boys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, make me feel so good. Oh, right. Yeah, we should talk about that. Just listening to that song made me realize how good the original was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a cover or a sample, but it was definitely uh, for, the, for the chorus of uh, 
uh, Feel So Good by Mace. It was used, obviously, and it's the background singer singing the uh, singing that uh, uh, bad, 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 bad boys. Right. You make me feel so good, right? Yeah. So in the mid-90s, so the song has a resurgence again in, right. a, after 10 years uh, from, from when it was uh, released originally. Going back to the song, what part has stuck in your head the most? Because I listened to it a lot in the last week or so, two weeks. Yeah. What is still ringing in your ears? Well, it's that classic, bad, 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 bad boy, you make me feel so good. Uh, yeah. But that's also part of, uh, because of the song by Mace, right? Okay. I hear, yeah, shoot, that's in my head now. But now, <laughs> the, uh, I hear that too. That just I hear Gloria Stefan's voice on this sort of loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like making me think of being like a kid and being out in the heat, probably sunburned at Prudhomme's Landing. But also makes me think of like going to like a local arcade and just all these sort of sights and smells and everything kind of floods back. This song in particular, because it's not this massive mega hit. And so when I heard it last week, it would it. It all flooded back memories because I hadn't heard it since then. Yeah. It wasn't a thing that came up a lot. Yeah. So once I heard it, it immediately put me in that location, and it was a good feeling. It's a time-traveling song. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I have good ideas sometimes. These are the sort of songs that make you feel so good. Yes. It brings you back. It has a lot of nostalgia. We hope that when you listen to the song and you listen to these other songs, that you enjoy them and it brings back good memories and and good experiences. I just want to say this to our listeners. You may not be bad boys, but when you listen to this podcast, you make me feel so good. (laughs) 